Hello. Good day, Mick. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I'm uh, sitting in the middle of Texas. How's, yeah, how do you like it? It's hot. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Did you get some good steaks last night? Man, we um we went out and uh went to a traditional Texas steakhouse and yeah, I ate half a cow and drank a couple of uh, a couple of Shinerbockers and Lone Stars, which is local beer. So it was it was great, man. That's awesome. Well, thank you for squeezing me in today. I appreciate it. No, it, it, today's a uh, first day in a month. We haven't had breakfast rodeo, so get to sleep in. I'm just doing a couple over the phone, so I'm uh, I feel like I'm on vacation right now. Oh, okay. Well, good. Well, you are on vacation. Treat yourself. Oh Have yeah. half a cow. Half a cow and some Powerade Zero. <laughs> the all-purifying uh, diet. Mm, no carbs. No carbs, exactly. So well, what's, uh, what's been going me, on in Salt Lake City, man? What's that? What's been going on in Utah? Um, well, it's been getting really hot here as well, and we're getting the smoke from California's wildfire, so we can't see the mountains. Oh, wow. But um, things are going pretty good. I've had some comedy shows. I just uh, headlined a show here at a place called Club 90, and uh, we had some Land End show listeners there, so uh, they'll like this when this is on the uh, podcast. Perfect. Um. But yeah, just been doing some comedy and uh, podcasts and voiceover stuff. Been waiting to do a duet with you. Yeah, man. When are we going to do another gig in the church? (laughs) We need to. There are not enough church gigs. Oh, no, man. I I think that was the first and only time I ever drunk Foster's was in a church in Utah. (laughs) I think that was my only time as well. It was a great time, though. Yeah, man. I haven't. I don't think I've been back through since 2012. It's been way too long. Now, is your tour making its way up here, or are you skipping out on the Beehive State? You know, we we unfortunately can't get to Utah. Uh, we, we're spending about six weeks on the road, and then um, eventually we're going to make our way down to Florida for our honeymoon. You know, I got married in February, uh, and then I went straight into the studio in Nashville, and then we hit the road. So we didn't get a chance to um, to make the marriage official yet. So uh, we're going to do the honeymoon, and we're going to do oh. it in Florida In Florida Mm-hmm. Panama City. We're going to lay on the beach, put my toes in the water, ass in the sand. It's just like that Zach Brown song. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a cliche for a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, that's cool. And and uh, for those who don't know, you're based now in Nashville, right? I mean... Yep. I spent are... 10 months a year in Nashville, a couple of months a year in Australia, go back to see the family and I tour and... Uh, uh, enjoy the weather, but uh, I live in Nashville as a songwriter and as an artist, and I do a lot of co-writing and a lot of session work. I turn up to studios and I've never heard these other people's music, and I read charts and I get paid great money to sit there and make their songs sound better. So um, they say Nashville's a, they say Nashville's a ten-year town. It's uh, my third year there, and uh, I'm already starting to kick some major goals. So it's it's awesome, man. It's a, it's a place where things can happen for you as an artist and as a songwriter. It's a very creative place, there is it not? A lot of lot of passion in that town 
There is. You know, unfortunately, their football team is the worst in America, uh, which is the only thing disappointing to me about Nashville. The Titans, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I just I watch them and I shake my head. But the music in Nashville is great, thank God, because uh, the football is horrible. Well, <laughs> there's, a, there's a saving grace. And <laughs> speaking of uh, sitting there and the charts, your song, Yes, has been hitting the charts and breaking the charts. Um, by the way, everyone needs to uh, get your album. It's on iTunes, even on Australia. And, it's, uh, it's, it's gone global today, man. Broken Hearts and Broken Bones. It is available in every country, even the countries that we don't like. It's available. Even in North Korea? <laughs> Especially in North Korea. It's available <laughs> right now. I can't do the translation, though. I don't know what Broken Hearts and Broken Bones would translate to in the native tongue of North North Korea, but um, I'm sure they're enjoying it. We have, uh, and this is a fact, 9% of our listeners uh, are in Iran. So if you had a message to uh, the listening Iranians, what would you like to tell them? What is Australia like? What is America like to an Australian? <laughs> I would tell them to buy, invite, buy the album, enjoy it, and um, go to the shops and get a, get a nice big Fosters and drink it. Absolutely. Um, so, what is the what local beer in know? Iran? Do we know? What's that? What's the local beer in Iran? What's what's the beer that they drink there? Um, it's called. Uh, it's called. Uh, I was trying to have an Allah pun ready. Oh jeez! <laughs> I don't know. I don't think actually. I don't think they're supposed to drink there. No, I, I think it's a dry county. It's it's uh yeah. I, I thought I was talking to Donald Trump there for a minute. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Oh man, are you are you angry that you can't vote for president? You know what? Um, I'm considered to be a working alien. Uh, I've got my social security number. I've done everything the legal way. I've paid a lot of money to be here. And, you know, things like last week when, yes, the new single went to number three is the most uh, the most played song in America on country radio. Things like that helped me legally stay in the country, which is which is, fanta- which is fantastic. Which is fantastic. But the only two things that I, I can't do as a working alien, and even when I do get my green card, which is hopefully just around the corner, um, the only two things I can't do is run for president or vote. And you know what? I would not want to be president because it seems like the hardest job in the world. No one's ever happy. It seems like everyone. There's always someone that's annoyed at the president. And then the second I think thing Bill is, Bill Clinton was happy. Yeah, he was definitely happy. The other <laughs> thing is, if, if I if I had to vote, I would. I, I I don't know who I'd vote for. I don't like anyone that's running. I I think they're all crazy. So it would be a hard job for me to go into the polls and be confident to vote somebody in to, to run this great country because I think Trump's a lunatic, Hillary Clinton scares me, and everyone else I don't know a thing about. So that's my that's my political movement right there, boom. Well, I think that's. Well, I think a lot of people are feeling that way. You know, they see a list of crazy people added more and more, and nobody wants to. So the only safe voting thing you guys can do is vote for his songs, buy his songs, and listen to your songs. Exactly. On broken hearts and broken bones. Um, what's been some of your favorite uh, tour moments so far? I know this is morning radio-ish in the question format, but I am curious. No, 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 it's cool. Um, starting the tour, we did um, a breakfast TV show in Chattanooga. Um, I got to play a song on TV, and 
that was a that was pretty special because the, the the station wasn't like a local station where there's three people watching in underpants and you know it's the only people watching because <laughs> they haven't been to bed. This was a station that you know broadcasted into a couple of states and there's a couple of million people watching. So uh, that was uh, that was pretty epic. Uh, the other one was throwing the opening pitch of a baseball game in uh, Illinois. Um, the Norn Belters got me to throw the opening pitch. Now here's the kicker. So I was I was laughing about it, thinking it was going to be funny and everything. It turned out it was Veterans Day, and the dude rang me and said, "Don't wear an Australian shirt, and don't <laughs> suck." So so I started getting nervous about it, and then when I get there, they call me out in the field, and um, there's like a line of these little kids behind me. I'm like, "What are these kids doing?" They're like, "Oh, we're going to let the kids go first because you know it's like Veterans Day, and the veterans want their kids to like, throw the opening pitch." And I'm like. Okay, if these guys like throw some heat and then I come up and suck, this is going to be terrible. So, so they they let all these kids go and then they're like, ladies and gentlemen, international recording artist all the way from Australia, Grayson. And so I've come up to the plate and I'm absolutely shaking, like the mound. Sorry, I shouldn't say the plate, the mound. And um, I was absolutely, um, yeah, I was shaking, but I got it over the plate. And it was a technically it was a strike. There was nothing fast about it at all. I kind of loved it. Uh, I'd like to thank the Salt Lake City Bees for like inspiring the pitch. Uh, I think <laughs> I learned. I think I learned something by watching those guys a couple of years ago. But I nailed the pitch and I got a bit of a clap and I walked off and I just I was more relieved than anything. But uh, you were I got glad to, when I got, it was done. Definitely, I got to keep the ball. I got a corn belter's hat. Which, uh, if you know the corn belters, it literally is a hat with a piece of corn on it. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a great moment. And the the rest of the tour, honestly, the best part about it is uh, trying local coffee, trying local beers, and uh, getting to America. So it's pretty awesome. Now, is it true that as an Australian, you throw the ball with a different spin, like it goes the other way? You know what? I wanted to run. I wanted to run in and bowl it like a cricket ball, but uh, being Veterans Day, I didn't want to be shot, so I, I, I pitched it. America. <laughs> did it did it move through the air like a different way, like the way? Yeah, like the like on the plus? yeah, exactly. It kind of spun the other way, and then then, then, <laughs> then landed on the plate. What was you know, the I, first moment that you you noticed an American toilet? Did it blow your mind going the other way? You know, when I first went to New York a couple of years ago, like uh, I flew to LA and I, I didn't do anything at the airport. Like I just sat at the airport and then went straight to New York. And at that hotel that night, I was looking at the toilets, trying to work out whether it flushed the other <laughs> way or not. Do. <laughs> and um, I forgot which way the toilets flushed in Australia, so it didn't look different to me. I still don't know if they flushed the other way. I just I did my head in. So they probably do. I, I don't know. As long as my bowel movements put on it. <laughs> they don't come out the other way, do they? No, definitely not. Sometimes, maybe. Well, that's good. I also wanted to uh, ask you about the moment when, as you described it, uh, you're driving along and your own song comes on the radio. How Dude, cool it's, is it's, that? It's, it's amazing, man. Um, you know, this is my third radio tour. And uh, the first two singles I released, Two Country Radio, they got lots of spins, but uh, nothing like this one. This one's, uh, you know, the radio program is now Nomi, um, and I'm starting to get a bit of momentum. Uh, a big artist, someone like Luke Bryant, uh, Blake Shelton, may have unlimited radio budget, so they can just plug and plug and plug and plug, and they get spun like crazy. For me to be driving along and uh, scanning through the, the static and hear my song come on, it's... Uh, 
all the hard work that goes into it, it's quite an emotional moment, man. Not because you want to hear your song, it's just because, hey, sh- you know, they're actually playing this thing. This is uh, exactly. people that you've been... Yeah, you know, uh, my, my email address from year 12 in high school, my final year, uh, and I still have this email address, it's beheardsongs uh, at hotmail.com. As a musician, all you want to do is be heard. And, uh, you know, it's taken me to be in my early 30s to finally get heard on a mass level. And uh, it's it's quite rewarding. It's a feeling that only a musician that's been out there doing the hard yards, that's getting results, can only understand. But uh, it, it's pretty epic. You can you can hear the devotion because you're still rocking a Hotmail account, so you must be back. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've got a couple of Gmail accounts. I've, I've, I've moved up in the world. But uh, I still have that personal email account, definitely. I actually have uh, a Hotmail account, too, from probably when I was 15 or so with the name Bill Goat in it, and I still have that account. I I, I don't use it a lot, but I, I couldn't give it up. It was a fond memory. <laughs> it was a... I, I guess you don't, you don't know about the whole Bill Goat. It was a a childhood thing but um anyway i'm i'm just rambling now um, i thought it would have been like long prong 100 or something isn't that <laughs> where you, you named your hotmail when you were like 15 well that's my actually i got that as a gift i got an email address as a gift from my grandma and that's what it was one year when i was in, i didn't have a bar mitzvah but she gave me that email address Perfect. So really, really nice of her. The gift that keeps on giving, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now you're gonna keep giving. Uh, where is your favorite spot that's uh, going to be among your your destinations? Is there a place you always like to go? Like, is there a restaurant whenever you come into a town, you always try to go there? Something um, like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas have a hamburger place called Whataburger, which is, if you've got an American accent, it's Whataburger. You've got to roll the, to roll the R's. Um, it, it's phenomenal. It's, uh, I know people out in California are obsessed with In-N-Out Burger, but Whataburger is definitely like 50 times better. So I, I smashed that a couple of days ago when I got to Oklahoma. Looked forward to that, and the wife had never tried one of their hamburgers before, so she was pretty excited about it too because I've been talking it up for so long. So it was pretty cool. Are there a billion times more hamburger places in the States than anywhere else, or is that just me? You know what? I've been on this tour for you know over a month now, and uh, I like to keep in shape and eat pretty healthy, but I, I, I'm going to say I've put on at least 10 pounds. Like, you can't avoid it. You're drinking, you're eating, and you're driving and sleeping. That's all you do. I've been trying to do push-ups on again, but honestly, uh, I'll be eating fresh air and egg whites next month. It's just uh, one of those things that you can't avoid. And American portions are out of control. The food tastes amazing, and it's dirt cheap. So, why are you going to pay twenty bucks for a salad when you can pay two bucks and uh, you know stuff your face full of tasty stuff? Burger. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, exactly. It's hard to avoid, I, w- I went to that place, uh, Whole Foods, last week. I Would you get like six things for forty bucks? Well, I got a sandwich for seven bucks, but if I would have gotten a salad. It would have been like fifteen dollars for a salad. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like they don't even have enough unhealthy dressing that would taste good to make it worth that. 
I saw some, like, red. There was, like, red dressing and just oil and vinegar. I, I don't know. You, you know, uh, I used to live out in Venice Beach in California, and there was uh, there was a Whole Foods around the corner. The only time I would go there was to get one of those hipster sandwiches. I call them hipster sandwiches because they're so expensive. And the one yeah. thing I liked that... They you could pick your, They had all these weird kind of breads, and they had the uh, sun-dried tomato spread. I was a big fan of that, but again, it was uh, way expensive, and uh, I ended up just, uh, switching to Del Taco because I could get a taco for thirty-nine cents. <laughs> Can I uh, attempt to say lunatic like you said it earlier? Lunatic. Lunatic. Donald there Trump's it is. a lunatic. Nailed it. That is one of the greatest words to say with an Australian accent. He's a bloody lunatic. You gotta put bloody in front of it. A bloody bloody lunatic. lunatic. There it is. Nailed it. Stub me rumper. He's a bloody lunatic. Oh, you lost it. You just needed David Beckham. I know. I don't know where that first part (laughs) came from. (laughs) Get me rude hole. You know, it's uh, every, everywhere we go, man. People try and do the Australian accent, and they just they either sound British or like Borat. There's no like in between. Borat. <laughs> like, very nice. And it's like, what? I don't sound like that. No, it, it is very good. I I think the next time uh, next time you're on the uh, podcast, how about a challenge? How about, can I try to do an Australian accent the whole time and you try to do an American one for a while? I think we can, we can try and do that, Landon. Well, I think that sounds <laughs> good to me. Wow, okay, I'm going to need some practice time. You're a... Uh, Dude, I'm, 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 I'm nailing the American accent, man. This is my fifth year living in America and uh, I, I, I still can't order McDonald's with my Australian accent. They'd never get me right. <laughs> going through a drive through <laughs> So uh, we've we've actually got a video that I'll send you. Um, I was in Centerville, Tennessee. It was actually the first uh, radio interview of the tour, and I was pretty hungry. And I said, I said to my wife, "I need something to eat." And we drove up to the window. And previously, I think two day, two weeks uh, before, I was at a Starbucks uh, drive-through, and I ended up like punching my steering wheel and driving off because they couldn't understand my accent, couldn't order. So I ended up with no coffee. So on this particular day in Centerville. I decided to order with a, an American accent, and I was like, I'll have a small number six and a large Coke Zero, and they <laughs> literally, they got the order 100% right, so every time I now order McDonald's, I go in with a thick, robotic American accent, and they can, get, they can understand me. So. Oh, they, still want, they, they still want to kill me because I've got long hair, and I'm rocking skinny jeans. Um, that, that's another thing, uh, driving around America into little country towns uh, with a foreign accent and skinny jeans. It's not really a smart move. A lot of these dudes have guns and they think I'm a little bit different because I've got skinny jeans on. But as long as you rock the American accent, you're golden. So. Absolutely. It's like Christian Bale when he did the press interviews for every single Batman, all the Dark Knights, using an American accent every time. It, it blew my mind. Really? Yeah, he, you know, he's British, and when mm. he would get awards, you know, he'd use his real voice, but every press interview for The Dark Knight, before they came out, he would be in an American accent, I guess, trying to keep the character sort of dynamic of Batman going, but you should watch, it, it's crazy, it's, and like Dan, for example, the other side of the Land Dan show, 
um, I think he said he didn't know, or maybe it wasn't him, but somebody told me they didn't even know he was British because they saw him <laughs> in these interviews and he would just be like, yes, it felt great to work on the set, you know, just kind of, I don't know how to do a British person trying to do an English, American English, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I gotcha. So uh, when are you getting me out to Salt Lake City to, to do a show at the State Room? Um, that's a venue that I've wanted to play for years. They never reply to my emails. I've called them uh, nothing. So I think it's up to you to put on an event at the State Room and I'll walk them in headline. Okay. Let's make I it happen. I like the sound of that, actually. It, it, it only holds 200 people. It only holds 200 people. I'm sure between me, you, and some great local artists such as Lisa Hillary Schmidt, we can um, we can fill the place. I agree. I yeah. will... Uh, okay. What's up with that stateroom? Come on, stateroom, book me. How are you going to deny a number one artist stateroom? Exactly. What's wrong with these people? I, the, one of the guys served in the U.S.-Australian War, and he's still very bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's really old. He's so, he was in the war that no one no one remembers that war anymore because it was so long ago. But No, that you're making that up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> but um, I think I told you this before, but uh, did I tell you my so my neighbor is Australian and he's from Queensland or something isn't he he uh yeah he taught me how to crack a bull whip when I was like 12 years old holy Moses I, I couldn't do that if I tried I just remember it's, that was the coolest thing I would go over there and hey Landon grab a hold like this <laughs> and just give it a mighty whip or something I don't know if Give it a mighty whip is what That's ridiculous. Said, it was really cool. He didn't touch you in weird places, did he? No, no. That's that's not. good. That's refreshing. The bull, whip, the bull whip is not a metaphor in this case. Okay. I thought it was for a little bit. <laughs> no, I think everyone weird. I think everyone in Iran listening thought it was as well. <laughs> that was the other neighbor down the street, unfortunately. Habib. No, I'm just kidding. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbors are going to sue now. Probably. So they should. Um, okay, so I want to do a... Uh, we we do a game on the Land End show called Always or Never. What is it? Always or what? Always or Never. Like never, but Never. And it's like a... Um, I'll just list a couple things. Always is like a thumbs up. Nave is like a thumbs down. Okay. And uh, let me know what you think. This is just an off the cuff. Okay. Um, think. Okay. Number one, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm sorry, it has to be an always or Nave format. That's always. Correct. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Next one. Donald Trump, always or Nede? Nede. That is correct. The country Greece in general, always or Nede? Oh, their financial situation, Nede. But the rest of it? Always. Always is correct. 
James Cameron, James Cameron movies like Titanic and Avatar, always or Nede? Nede. That I fell asleep in the Titanic. But I, I like the music, you know, that Celine Dion just rocked that song. But uh, you know what? Three hours in a movie theater watching about a boat sink that you know is going to sink. Thumbs down. Next. Yep, I'm with you on that. That is correct. The next one. Carl Stefanovic. Always or never? <laughs> always. That is a definite always. Uh, what about Lisa? What about his co-anchor, Lisa? Nude or unnude? Uh, I will leave that up to you. It's your Australian prerogative. If it, if it, if she hasn't got a kid off, it's uh, Nede. <laughs> what if it's Carl and Lisa, the night of the Logies? Always or Nede? Always. Did that happen? Did that go down for sure? I think so. Carl is still the man, by the way. Yeah, uh, he, he, he was pretty drunk. Oh my, he was still the next day. That's good effort. That's that's how we do it in Australia. A majority of our drink driving is the next day. We get in trouble for driving to work or uh, whatever. After after you wake up the next day, you're still intoxicated. That's when a lot of people get in trouble. (laughs) The next day? It's like you did the right thing the night before. You didn't drive anywhere, but you you had so much that when you're driving seven or eight hours the next day, it's like, uh, yep, I'm still over. How do you, what's a, uh, a term for, is it like getting knockered or smashed? What's a hammered. good? You're getting hammered, get smashed, effed up. Is, is there an Australian, like, exclusive term for it? Maggot. Naggard. Maggot. No. Like the, you know, the little, uh, you know, the gross thing? Maggot. Oh, I got maggot oh. last night. Oh, was maggot? Yeah. Just like crawling around, couldn't watch. Mm-hmm. I yep. like it. Sloshed. 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 No, I, I like to say hammered. I got pretty hammered last night. Which is not far from the truth. We were smashing those blind star beers, which you can only get in Texas. Pretty good. <laughs> well, congratulations, and really appreciate you uh, taking the time out. And I hope you do again, sir. Anytime, man, and um, let me know when the stateroom gig is on. Let's uh, let's think uh, maybe April next year when it's starting to get a little bit warm. Okay. Let's aim okay. for that. So, so uh, I like if it. you can make that happen, man, I'm I'm 100 percent in. I'll fly in from Nashville. We'll um, we'll smash it up in uh, Utah. You'll be around here in April. I'll I will make sure I am. If we can book the stateroom, I'll fly in for that, and I'll wear a Johnny shirt. So, and people say, what is, what is what is that? And it means Johnny, and I'm in Utah, so Johnny Utah from Point Break. <laughs> Keanu, I like yeah. it. I, I, it came on TV the other night at like 1 a.m., and I had to stay up and watch it. I love that you movie. You have to. It's the unwritten, it's sort of an amendment of the Constitution. Yeah, I just love all the fake surfing scenes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. You, do you like to surf when you get to uh, some beaches? I surfed every day as a young kid uh, for a long time. Now, honestly, like now I'm a little bit older. When I'm back in Australia, I'd rather just catch up with mates or even just like swim. Surfing's a it's a big workout, and honestly, at the moment there's a lot of sharks around that are biting things. Um, 
And also, uh, last time I surfed, I, I injured my hand as a guitar player. That is not ideal when Ooh. you make a living from your hand. So, um, it's something that I unfortunately only get to do once every now and then now. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of in the past for me. I've still got mates that surf every day and they, they love it and they swear by it and they keep fit from it. But honestly, it's too cold in winter and in the summertime, it's, it's, it's too hot and the beaches are crowded. So it's, um, unless it, it's something, unless you're really committed to it. Uh, it's you know I only do it once every now and then. Okay, fair enough. Now the the Princess Bride the movie. Have you seen that? Princess Bride. What is that? I don't my know. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepared to die. Have you heard of that? No, I, no, I don't think I've seen that. Well, there's a there's a six fingered man in that movie, and I'm wondering would that make a great guitar player? Or would it be harder to play? Uh, you'd have to. Tr- it's an extra finger to train what to do, so it might make it harder. But you could do some pretty Very popular epic... with the ladies, though. You definitely, you could do the moves. But if if he could get that finger working, you'd do some pretty epic chords. You got an extra finger at your disposal, so you you could sound like the two guitars on stage instead of one. <laughs> he could go and help Brian Frady's play guitar. Yeah, that's right. He could. Absolutely. Well, anyway, Mick, thank you very much. Um, everyone, go check out Broken Hearts and Broken Bones. It's on awesome. iTunes everywhere now. Yep. And if you uh, want to check out my web, like if you want to check out my website, it's www.grayson-music.com. And I'm now on Instagram, which is Instagram, and my Instagram is Grayson Music. Lots of photos from the radio tour. I've been putting up at least one a day and. If you want to see what it's like to be on a radio tour, um, check it out. I will indeed. And uh, we all will. Thank you, Mick. God bless America. America. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again. Take care. See you, buddy. Bye. We'll see you.